0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. I am your host, Delano Sapporo. We are on episode 69. Thank you, as always, for tuning in and listening to the podcast. We have a lot to cover this week. There's a lot in the news. There was a market correction, so we'll talk about that in the roundtable and what you should do in these situations. Of course, make sure you subscribe, five-star, and rate the podcast wherever you're listening. We have to keep growing this community. That's one of our biggest prerogatives, if not the biggest. So again, thank you for listening and hopefully you enjoy the show. It just struck me when I was recording the pre-show role that episode 69, 69 episodes that we've been going at it. Um, it's a long time, so I thank you all for listening and, and contributing to this community we're going to get right into the market update uh, and the news. There was a lot going on. Uh, of course, we know that it's been a, you know, for the past couple of months, it was actually quite a market to the last couple of weeks where there were um, a little bit more inflation concerns that's moved the market. There was different things um, that really just made more volatility in the market that we've seen over the past couple of months. And if we go to the crypto side of things, the cryptocurrency, we saw Bitcoin, you know, all of cryptos, Pretty much shed. And there was a large correction, large sell off. Um, And, you know, I think it was 30,000 was the lowest that BTC touched, which we haven't seen that, um, you know, in a while, right? Last large correction for crypto, and I talked about on CNBC was early 2018, I believe, um, where there was a large correction. And that stayed, that stayed for a good year or so before there was another breakout. So you can't really. guarantee what's going to happen over the next several months i i think we'll bounce around a much lower range until there's a much larger breakout a lot later um but you know we still have institutionals institutions coming in so that's that's really important so we'll talk about what happens in a market correction during the round table because i think that's important because a lot of people were saying oh they've seen things flying up and things going up and speculation with Doge and all these different altcoins and people were, that's when people wanted to get in. And I'm like, it doesn't make sense if you're just getting in because you saw a headline of something going up. That's why people get wiped out in this situation. A lot of people that are on leverage, a lot of people that are using their life savings, you're getting wiped out because you're not thinking and that's okay. We all make mistakes, no one's perfect, but hopefully we learn from these mistakes. And that's a little bit of what this podcast is about today. Um, so we'll talk about that. Um, Federal Reserve, the Fed minutes coming out. Um, inflation data is always be on the watch. Job market stuff I'm um, always going to be on the watch. We're looking at something where you know the, the economy is a tilt. We're just we're reopening, but we have different areas and pockets of the market where there's job shortages. Um, there's so many different things at play that it's going to be interesting into the summer. I don't think the summer will be particularly crazy in the sense of. High-flying market, I think will be a relatively quiet summer for returns um, until we get to more fall uh, Q4 timeframe, but we'll see with more data coming in, we'll be able to assess that. But let's jump right into the news. And the biggest news of this week so far was the BTC plunge. Triggered with the Elon Musk tweet, and then China saying that they would ban people using cryptocurrency. Um, so it plummeted, you know. BTC was around 57k, and now and and had a high at 63k in mid April at at one point. Uh, but now it plunged to around 30k. Uh, it was at 30k, touched 30k, then bounced back. Um, and it was nearly 1 trillion. In value wiped off the cryptocurrency market when it was over. It was it touched two trillion. A lot of shares of, of companies that are tied to it, Coinbase, uh, MicroStrategy, different things fell. But a lot of the investors in crypto say they're in for long term, which I think makes sense. Like if, if you're looking at something revolutionary, obviously there's volatility involved. Uh, people that are trading on super high margin, you know. A lot of speculation but if you're looking at it from a different aspect um if you're looking at it from a use case a payment network a store of value then that's obviously a long-term play and not a short-term play like a lot of these people that are trying to trade it and doing it so unsuccessfully so there's something to watch um and, and i spoke about it i just got kind of confirmation from my custodian that's working on setting it up for clients uh for me to manage for clients it's a few days away for us now to be able to correctly do it and luckily you know hopefully people that aren- don't understand how markets work will try to rush in and i've seen it i have to give a shout out to the new street community we've done a better job of not getting sucked into headlines and you're seeing this go up and you're just like oh, okay i just because i heard this or everyone's talking about it i know someone's dense in this area when they're saying oh i saw this or heard this and they want to just jump in at that time if you were doing that a couple of weeks ago i know you got wiped out because <laughs> the whole market got wiped out and so if you were not actually using an expert, actually understanding how markets work, actually letting an expert do things, you got wiped out because you don't really understand um, that just because there's a headline or something's going up, it doesn't mean that's the reason for you to buy. But we'll talk a lot more about that in the financial roundtable. But just a little bit of clarity on that. Um, More news, there was a IPO of a Swedish oat milk maker. I just think this is interesting. I think Leslie Picker, a CNBC reporter, tweeted about this, and I just caught on to it because I thought it was interesting. One, because I feel like I'm lactose intolerant. I never confirmed that with a doctor, but I feel like I am, and I I should know my own body, right? So I feel like I am. So if you have an oat milk maker that's going public, that's of interest to me because I should be buying this milk. I don't even eat cereal anymore as much because of my lactose intolerant behaviors with my body that's uh, unfortunate that i can't eat something that i really really enjoy so if this oatmeal maker is going doing well that's it. really good to know uh they raised 1. 1.4 1.43 billion at a 17 price tag value in the company at roughly 10 billion um yeah and they sold a lot of shares obviously as american depository shares because they are a swedish company um, that's pretty cool to see them IPO a lot of different companies going public at this time. Um, and they are, you know, really something we'll just watch. I'm curious to see, you know, when you are talking about a food maker, excuse me, a, a beverage maker or whatnot. Um, it's interesting to see how it trades. So just was just on the watch. I have no other deep dive into the company, I haven't really researched it, but I just thought it was interesting. Another company that went public was Squarespace. Um, obviously it's a tool for website building and hosting and, and, and different things. And it was actually really interesting. I read the story, of the guy that created, I think he created in his college dorm room. Really just built the company, bootstrapped a lot of it. Didn't take many investors until later on. So when he IPO'd, he had about a $2 billion net worth. Um, just because of, he waited a lot, a lot later to get VC money and dilute his ownership. Uh, but. It's obviously a company that's you know in this e-commerce world that's going to be interesting to watch. There's a lot more competition in that area. You got Squarespace, Wix, all these different companies, but they all have a good tailwind with what's going on with online selling, e-commerce, um, especially with the younger demographic. Speaking of the younger demographic. Zhang Yiming, I can't, hopefully I'm pronouncing his name correctly. He's the co-founder of ByteDance. ByteDance owns TikTok. And he just said that he's going to step down from the CEO role at ByteDance, primarily because he's not social enough. He doesn't feel like he's engaging enough leader to do so. And so he's going to pass the reins to his co-founder, Mr. Rubo, who is currently the head of human resources, but he's going to take over the CEO role globally globally. Um, and it's been a tumultuous nine months for ByteDance. Um, they were supposed to be sold. I don't think they ever got sold. No idea what's going on there. But I just know TikTok is still exploding. And it's still a way for people that you know want to do videos and grow organically. Their social media presence are doing it. But he said he doesn't want to be the CEO, which I understand. That's a good move on his part to actually say, hey, this is not what my skill set is. I'm going to pass that on to someone else and focus on other areas. you got to applaud that. Speaking of other areas, Ford gave Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, a peek at the most successful, their most, uh, they're touting their most successful car in American history, EV. Cybertruck, they're saying that they're going to have an all-electric V-150 Lightning pickup, uh, which is going to be clean energy future. It's clean energy. Um, Really, the administration right now has been behind this clean energy push, behind this green push. Biden's pitched a $174 billion electric vehicle plan as part of his $2.3 trillion proposal for the US infrastructure. It's a green makeover, and a lot of companies and a lot of automakers are getting behind this. Ford obviously getting behind this. Gave President Joe Biden a tour. Won't Wonder if Tesla is going to do the same with any of their models, but we'll see. Um, and a lot of people are, are high on this truck. I, I've, you know, I'm not a big truck guy, but um, orc- or automobile guy in general. Live in New York, don't really need one. But if you're thinking about the market, that's very, very interesting to note. Switching gears, though, if we're thinking about Amazon and the streaming wars market. They're moving upstream, actually, and they're actually in talks to buy MGM, which is a studio. Um, they're buying a studio, whole movie studio, which is really an interesting move because we're thinking about the way streamers and streaming companies get content. This is uh, a, obviously a way to do so is buy a whole studio, um, which I think is really interesting. I think they have some iconic movies. On their slate, MGM has done things like James Bond, Rocky, and Handsmaid Tales to Real Housewives. All these different things. Um, so it's a battle. Netflix has bought theaters, bought theaters as well. So th- this battle rages on, and it will be really, really interesting to see who comes out on top. But if you look at the landscape, Netflix still has the most subscribers and the streaming service at over 200 million, boasting over 200 million, I believe, worldwide. So that's something to keep your eye on for content eyeballs. That's a big fight as ad streaming revenues increase. And I think, you know, Netflix has a a strong foothold still in that, in that, right? And, And a company that's reaching into a lower demographic, the Gen Z demographic, which is a very interesting demographic, Fidelity has launched some pretty much a custodial account. They tried to make it sound super cool that they launched trading accounts for 13 to 17 year olds, but it's just a custodial account where they're able to use a debit card or trade stocks and all this stuff but long story short it's a custodial account which everyone you know a lot of my clients have custodial accounts for their younger uh, younger offspring and saving for their future and that's a smart way to do it whether you're you know i think it's it's a great way to do it so you have to have as a minor you're supposed to have a parent or a guardian attached to the account. And and we allow that for, for clients, which I think is a great thing for younger people to get involved, at least have the the habitual mindset of saving earlier, doing these things earlier. It's super, super important. So that is why I love opening up custodial accounts for people and actually have to send out some more docs for someone Um, this week. I saw a cool stat that I wanted to share. It was fewer than 14 of the U.S. restaurants have closed permanently or long-term due to COVID. And the projection, if you remember, was about 33%. But I think what happened was we had an influx of uh, stimulus, aid, all these things, PPP. All those things helped buoy and helped keep afloat a lot of the restaurants, uh, which it was the acting of the government, acting of of our policymakers, which was good. We had a lot less... Closings than were projected in the beginning, just based off of the quick action uh, that was taken, I think, primarily. And, and hopefully, people, as we reopen, are going to now see a, a lot of influx of customers during this time. So, I think that's really, really important to note. I saw that stat, I thought that was important. And another deal that was really important this week, um, actually, Big talked about ATT um, is now looking to do something and reach a deal to combine their media assets with discovery, discovery, which, you know, AT&T's bought. Um, they bought Warner media. So they have like CNN, HBO, TBS under the Warner media, um, the Warner media company. And now they want to combine with discovery, which is famous for shows like shark week, extreme makeover, all these reality shows and stuff that I never watch, but I know a lot of people do. Uh, so that deal actually w- was announced um, and, and it's going to go through approval. It's going to go through the whole transaction deal timeline and we'll see what happens. But it's it's a push to get back into the streaming race. And so they said, I think they said the combined merger of these will have about two, almost nearly 200 households, 200 million households in eyeballs if they combine based on the fact that. WarnerMedia has around roughly 100 100 million households and Discovery has around 90 million households so that would you know be a combined a, a pretty good combination It's to really try to battle Netflix try to battle Disney Plus and these other entities that are really in the front when it comes to the streaming streaming wars right now and now we move over to Starbucks Starbucks Disney all these different companies have different rules when it comes to the mask mandate um i actually need to get vaccinated asap going to do that this week and i was actually in starbucks this morning and they're actually allowing people to sit down now they were closed for since i can remember but it was the first time i walked in the seats were open you can go in there you can work you can do what you need to do in starbucks now which i think is really cool really important um so i will be frequenting there every once in a while i'm assuming but that's a big thing we try to everything every company is going to have a different approach with the mask. Some will have vaccination requirements. Some will not. Some will say you can have it. Some will say you can have a mask on or not. I don't know. But it's going to be case by case basis, uh, which will be confusing for people and probably create a lot of angst uh, across uh, the board for people. But we'll see how that pans out. Home price news. I'm seeing a lot of people, especially in the age range of millennial, they're looking to buy a home. And if they're in these Larger cities, uh, especially if you're in a city in California, whether it's LA or the Bay, prices are skyrocketing. The market's moving super fast. Uh, I just saw that the, for the first time, the medium home price in California topped 800,000 for the first time in April. I was just telling you the market's overheating. I don't know why there's such a push now when we're reopening to still buy a home. Yes, you need space, yes, you need this or that, but I just don't think you have to rush to do so, um, especially when the market's at a top, as it seems, uh, based on the data that's showing, and we're just moving so fast. Just a thought, just food for thought. And lastly, I didn't talk about it last week, but there was a hack. The US's largest fuel pipeline got hacked by you know, an entity called Dark Side that's caused gas shortages, panic buying, and all this stuff. They had to pay a $5 million ransom. I I didn't really read too much into this, but I did see the news pop up on my headline. So I had to um, mention it, Uh, but there was just so much news this week, a lot going on. It was moving quickly. Um, Hopefully this gives you an update briefly on what's been going on in the news. We will move forward and talk a little bit more about um, market corrections in the financial Mm roundtable. Hey everyone, finance roundtable, gather round. Much to discuss, much to talk about. And this week, I think the biggest thing on people's mind is what to do in a market correction and how do you deal with it. Um, and I think it's it's a huge topic because one, it's there's only two big times where people I wouldn't say freak out about the market, uh, but they kind of go into frenzies when things are going up or thing really fast, or things are going down really fast people find it boring when things are just ticking along which is actually what you would want um but i have to again commend new street family because one i think people are smartened up wisened up they've blocked out some headlines that don't matter and some things that you know have blinders against some things that don't matter and focused on the long term and focus on what they need to do i've actually seen people smarten up increase savings um across time i've seen people smarten up and just stop worrying about day to day and thinking long term so i have to commend People I work with, I don't know what these other bozos out there are doing, but I will commend the people that I work with, um, most of them, for 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 being smart enough on that. But what do you do in these situations? You saw BTC in one day, I think it was, roughly 24 hours, tri- went down 30% or so. And if you're some of these people that were by the top, which I know a lot of you were out there because um, you heard, oh, Dojo no, did this, or I know this is the next one to do it, and this is that, and you just buy because you just heard something. In the last couple of weeks, and you put your small monies in, and thirty percent of that wiped out, and, and that is the biggest thing I try to under- help people understand. It's it's not so simplistic, and if you actually just use your brain or work with someone that's smarter than you, um, which I know it's hard for some of you to admit, but I, I am better than you know a lot of people out there, um, and that's why I, I get paid to do this. And you have to understand it's not so simplistic um and so if we look at it what do you do when the market crashes? what do you do when 30 percent of, of a two trillion of a cryptocurrency market gets wiped out um one is if you've already if you've seen a dip you don't want to do now freak out and panic and, and pull and cash out at this time you don't want to catch at the bottom that's not the smart thing to do right it's a, it's up and down market if you look at any longer chart there's volatility. There's up and down periods in any market. That's why it's a, a market. It's not a straight line up. It's not a straight line down. So you want to stay invested. You want to keep a balanced perspective. There is going to be days and days of volatility. There's going to be weeks and months of of downturns. But how old are you? What's your time frame? What's your perspective? That is what you should be thinking about. Um, not day to day. Even if you you know you think about that. And don't try to time things. Again, people that heard about something like, oh, I heard this is going up. I've seen headlines. I want to start doing it now. That's not the best way to do things. You should, if you're especially whatever age, you should be saving and investing. Your money shouldn't be sitting in some cash count unless that's your prerogative. I I just don't think it's smart, but you should be investing and saving a portion of your money every month. Um, That's just smart. That's just being good to yourself, to be honest. Um, especially in the situations and in the, in the ways we're living in. And then lastly, again, I've, I've taught this. I always say work with an advisor. That's why I work with great people. And I think that those people are realize that, hey, this is not something I want to worry about. I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, I'm in the NFL. I want to do that and build my wealth that way and not try to be a day trader and make it a few hundred bucks. Um, that's just this is just a waste of your time, to be honest um so work with someone that knows what they're doing it doesn't have to be me the new street community is is growing really quickly it has to be someone that you trust you work with someone that understands it um and i meet with people if you have questions i'm willing to talk i'm not going to give you advice on what to buy that's not my job unless you work with me but yeah reach out if you have these questions because there's a lot that's going on in these markets moving really fast and i think it's going to teach a lot of lessons but That's what we're here for. We're learning from lessons. We're all learning from lessons together um, and hopefully growing together. So that's what I have. That's what I have for market corrections. A couple of quick tips. We'll wrap up the podcast next. No question of the week. We had so much news. We're running I don't like to take too much time on people's week. I appreciate people that sit down and listen to me for 20 minutes, 22 minutes, 23 minutes, whatever the amount of time. So we can't waste your precious time because you have a busy week, busy weekend. If the weather's getting nicer in New York. I don't even know that we're reopening. Places are opening again. There's no way you should be sitting down for an hour and listening to someone else speak. You should be doing things that you enjoy enjoying time with your family so that's why there's no question of the week but there are personal life updates we are watching the nba playoffs i finally watched a basketball game yesterday for the first time all year and i'm happy the lakers won. i actually fell asleep before it ended but the lakers pulled it out lebron pulled it out they're facing the phoenix suns number two seed number seven seed i think the lakers take it uh that will be fun to watch big laker and lebron fans so we'll keep watching that Then we have another play-in game, the Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm actually going with the Warriors, even though I'm not a fan of the Warriors, but I bet my friend, Linden, that the Warriors would win, and I think they do win. So we put a little bet down there. We'll see how that pans out. But I like this new play-in scenario that the NBA did. I think it was smart. It's great. Uh, Even though LeBron said the person that started it should be fired or gave that idea should be fired, I don't believe so. I think it's a great idea. It allows people to see new, fresh talent. It allows the end of the season to be more meaningful because I didn't watch a darn game throughout the whole regular season.